Hello and welcome back to the Skull Football Talk Show. Today we have a very special guest on the show, Paul Allen, voice of the Minnesota Vikings. It's great to have you on here. We're um, you're obviously a huge Vikings fan. You know a lot about it. You you call all the games on KFan Radio Network. So we're going to be talking a lot about just the Vikings, like um, the Vikings releasing Adam Thielen talking about the 2022 season, how that was so amazing and just like the highs and lows of that. And then kind of looking ahead to the draft. And then we're going to finish it off with some talk about Aaron Rodgers and his high possibility of getting traded with that. So Paul Allen, great to have you here. Well, Luke and uh, Tristan, it's great to meet you and uh, welcome to my home uh, on this snowy Sunday. I, this uh, turned out to be the best place to do it. Uh, it was great meeting you and your father, Andy, and everybody at Friendship Church, and just to see uh, how well you guys operate there. Uh, this is absolutely my pleasure, and uh, your topics seem to be fantastic. They seem to be timely, and I'm ready, so fire away, boys. So, yeah, let's get right into it, talking about the Vikings releasing Adam Thielen. Obviously, this one hurt a little. This one hurt a lot. He's been in the Vikings organization for almost 10 years now. Is just looking at his stats, 534 receptions, 6,682 yards, and 55 touchdowns. Mm. He's made a huge difference on our team. Just being that wide receiver two guy, it's such an important position. Just be like, just because of like who's been at that number one position, Mm -hmm. obviously with Diggs and now Justin Jefferson, he's been able to just play that number two spot just so well. And we're, it'll probably show next year just because he won't be there. Well, I'm, with, with Adam, um, you know, uh, for me, having called Vikings games for uh, 21 years, think, things like this can get a little difficult for me uh, because when you, when you see somebody come in like 10 or 11 years ago and the only way they could get in is they had to try out from basically yeah. a public tryout mm-hmm. just to get to rookie camp. Yeah. And then they they work their way all the way to all those touchdowns you just described. Uh, the, there aren't enough stories like that in the National Football League, but really there aren't enough stories like Adam uh, in that Adam not only is a great husband, uh, he's a terrific father, fantastic father, and um, not only a man of faith, but you know he very philanthropically sound, meaning that there are causes that matter to him and he gives a lot of money uh, to those causes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, biblically speaking, to whom much is given, much is expected. That's, that's very important to Adam and it's not important to everybody. So that's why for an old schooler like me, players like Adam stick out. Now, when it comes to the player that is Adam, um, I believe he had somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 touchdowns the last three years. And, um, and overall, Adam has been the reliable sort. Now, when you have a new head coach who was a quarterback and he calls plays and you have Justin Jefferson and then you trade for TJ Hawkinson and you're trying to throw it to Dalvin a little more and KJ Osborne had more than 60 catches, somebody's going to get left behind. So now you look at the stats, comparatively speaking, and who the people are as men and, and how they make the organization look. And then you look at what they make and how much you have. And that's kind of what I feel, you know, just kind of sliced and diced its way to Adam being released. Yeah. yeah. And I do think just 
with all the talent we have on our team, that's obviously not a bad thing. We just have we just have so many guys yeah. there that might play it the position just differently than Adam in a way that's maybe gets you down the field faster yeah. or whatever that may be. And then mm-hmm. like Adam Thielen, he's been a great red zone threat pretty much for the last five, six years. Yeah. He's yeah. just that guy that he finishes the job. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson's also that way, but he he does have more of the moving the ball down the field. Right. Yeah. But I mean, Adam Thielen, he yeah, it's just like his... Well, Justin Jefferson factors into this conversation yes. because yeah, yes. I mean, Justin and KJ make dramar- dramatically less than Adam. Yeah. Uh, but that's not going to be the case very long for Justin. Yeah. yeah. In He's fact, get a huge yeah, you 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 know, it, mm-hmm. it's it's when you're a general manager or a head coach to a certain extent, but owners of teams and you work in personnel departments, you you see we as fans or me as a fan and the announcer, you know, we we are dead set on what's happening now. And yeah. we just won 13 games. Yeah. Still disappointed we yeah. didn't win the playoff game. And now you look at what draft picks you have, who's been cut, and how much money you have on the salary cap. Well, the bosses they they're required to look into 2024 2025 and 2026 yeah yeah so therefore it's clear to me with some of these players who have been cut they're they're kind of recouping some cash and amassing some cash a to make justin an incredibly highly paid player what are they going to do with the quarterback cousins who already makes a lot of money yeah that's going to be a question but next off season, so free agency 2024, you know, it, it, it appears to me their hope is to have 60 to like 110 million that would be, under the cap. Yeah, that would be awesome. So we, I mean, we, you know, we, we haven't been like that. You know, you, you guys are what, right around 15, 16, something like yeah, that. Yeah. I, I swear, I don't think we've had an abundance of salary cap money since you, you guys were playing kickball at recess <laughs> in spring uh, of yeah. whatever year of your lives because it just never it seems to be that way. We always pay people like a ton of money to come and then we don't have any left over. Right? Yeah, and well, the thing with Kirk Cousins, they, they didn't even really know. Like he was just a guy in Washington. He yeah. wasn't like – he wasn't a top five, top ten quarterback and then they just hand him – one of the largest contracts at right. that at that time. At that time obviously, yeah. quarterbacks are being paid way too mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. I hope we don't have to go down that route of paying a quarterback five hundred million over ten years. Yeah, but, like well, yeah, but yeah. if you do go down that road, you have a Patrick Mahomes or you have a Jalen Hurts yes. who's going to get a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the next question we have is, what do you think he meant to all the Vikings fans? Mm. Uh, Adam Thielen is absolutely one of the most beloved and popular players in the history of Minnesota Vikings football. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, Minnesota, you know, it's a habit state. It's a provincial state. So if you are from here and you go to college here and then you play pro here, well, I mean, they're just going to love you forever. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but I mean, it's more than just where he came from, Detroit Lakes and all that. He was really good and he yeah. was really good for several years. So that just all adds up, you know, but, mm-hmm. but the level of popularity is different in that, you know, the, the team originated in like 1961. So 
the late Bud Grant is probably the most iconic. He is the most iconic and familiar sports figure in the history of the state. And he was coach of the Vikings, so that goes above Adam. Fran Mm -hmm. Tarkenton's a Hall of Famer. Old schoolers will recognize that Fran was unbelievably popular. Then you get to like Chris Carter, Randy Moss, Adrian Peterson, Jared Allen, uh, Jim Marshall, and so on. So uh, the team's had some really good players, but Adam is right up there as one of, uh, well, not only my favorites, but really everybody's favorite. Yeah. And into the next question, how much more football does he really have left in him? Is he is he just going to go sign like a little two-year deal somewhere else? Mm. Maybe be wide receiver three, then sign a one day with us so he can retire a Viking. Yeah. Like, what well, that's a good idea. Next? I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> yeah, that, that one-day contract thing at the end is a really good idea, and I hadn't yeah. thought of that. Good, a good yeah. job of that. Well, um, Adam's family and his wife were very important to him. Uh, so it just, it, it'd be tough for me to believe that he would take any kind of a deal that was super far from here, yeah, yeah. unless he was bringing his family with him. And maybe his kids are at an age where you can start jumping schools for a little bit, you know, knowing that you're going to come back and settle in here. Um, so really, there there are no teams that are out of bounds. Uh, Green Bay is close. Green Bay needs receivers. Um, and he's quite familiar with the offense they run. So yeah. that uh, that could be a possibility. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to what he has left in the tank, very difficult question to ask uh, answer because it's, you know, flippantly without doing the research, it would be very easy for somebody to say he's played this long, look at his age. So therefore he must, you know, be falling off dramatically. I don't do things like that on my radio show or just in casual conversation until I get into what's known as the all 22, uh, where I can watch the, the NFL films copy of you can see all 11 players for each team from the end zone angle. And there I'd be able to watch and see what he's doing at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Is um, is somebody beating him up at the line and he can't get off the lot, the, the check anymore? Um, is Are his routes, you know, at the top of the route where he's one of the best route running receivers I've ever seen because everything's full speed. Yeah. And then you get to the top of the route and he's full speed and you don't know which way he's going. Well, yeah. that falls off the older you get. Yeah. So mm-hmm. has that fallen off some? If it has, other teams will know. Uh, but I hope he lands in a place that uh, that makes him happy and uh, gives him a fair chance to get to the Super Bowl. I think a great idea also would be if the Vikings hired him as a wide receiver coach. <laughs> that ain't Because happening. I know <laughs> it, it's, nah. it's not going to happen. Yeah. But, like, it would be cool if it did happen because, like, just how much he's mentored Justin Jefferson. Oh, yeah. He's a like, huge yeah. part of Justin yeah. Jefferson. Yeah. He's probably yeah. the biggest influence. Yeah, uh, the wide receivers coach Keenan McCardell um, is fantastic. Played yeah. a long time in the NFL. He he won a Super Bowl, and Keenan McCardell, when he won a Super Bowl for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, beating the Raiders, he had two catches for two touchdowns. So that's wow. a pretty good performance on the biggest stage. Now with Adam, I mean, I know you were just like you know kind of dreaming a little bit there, Tristan, with like yeah. be great if he was a receivers coach. I agree because he'd be around more yeah. and, and I'm around them a lot in the, um, uh, the summer and the fall and the winter. Uh, but, um, but the, the, one of the really underrated or under kind of under the radar situations in the NFL is the amount of hours a week coaches work. Yeah. Uh, personally, I think it's absurd. Yeah. Um, I think it's yeah. ridiculous, but I mean, it's so Adam, you know, the pay is good. 
But I mean, Adams made a lot of money. Yeah. So to, to be like, hey, we got whatever hundreds of thousands of dollars for you to be the wide receivers coach. And you got to work 100 hours a week every week and be away from your kids. Yeah. yeah. That ain't happening. No. Because if he retires, his his family's going to be like, oh, great. Yeah. I get this was kind of like that Tom Brady situation yeah. I'm not going to go into. Yeah. And it was like, oh, you're retired. You can spend time with me, like in the perspective of yeah. himself yeah. and things and his kids. But then he goes back. And maybe this is kind of similar to being a wide receivers coach to being Tom Brady. Not really. But like, they're on completely different levels yeah, because yeah. Tom, Tom, Adam is not a worldwide superstar. Yeah, yeah. Tom is. Yeah. yeah. So if Adam comes out of a popular restaurant in Hollywood, there probably won't be cameras. Yeah. If Tom comes out, TMZ and whatever cameras will be all over it. Yeah. yeah. So I see what you're saying. Uh, and and I would I would you know not speaking for Adam, but I would I would imagine he's a little confused. Uh, simply because he loves it here so much yeah. and you know he he will play for a team next year and it won't be here and maybe that's tough for him to face uh wondering how long he's going to be gone yeah yeah and i i just think like to sum this section up he's obviously he means a ton to minnesota vikings fans in this community just like growing up in minnesota playing at minnesota state now known as mankato university being undrafted, having to work his way up and not just being like, obviously, I don't really want to be making comparisons to Justin Jefferson, but not like, oh, gets drafted in the first round, automatic, well, automatic year one, week, whatever, starter. He had to work his way up. And yeah. that, shows, yeah. that shows his commitment. Yeah. That shows his attitude. And that shows his love for football. Yeah. And I think that's just so great that he's been able to play for nine years in this amazing Minnesota Vikings organization. And I wish him well wherever he plays next and in his retirement. Yeah, I love the guy. And um, and he knows I love him. Um, there are a handful, up to like 10 players or so, uh, with whom I will pray uh, before every single game, about 90 minutes before the game. He's been one of them every step of the way. And um, I know he'll land on his feet. Yeah. So next we're going to go in talking about the Vikings 2022 season, obviously probably known to many as one of the greatest in recent history. We've had, we went 13 and four, pretty much every Minnesota Vikings fan knows that. And we had a lot of highs and a lot and a couple lows, obviously our defense being one of them and our three of our four losses being absolute blowouts. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. but just to look at a high, what was the greatest game of this season? Mm. Are we going Colts or Bills? Wow. Well, I mean, we also can go Green Bay game number one. Yeah. yeah because anytime, anytime, Green, anytime Aaron Rodgers rolls into your building and uh, you're able to beat him soundly, that's mm -hmm. not easy. Mm -hmm. But um, that's a difficult question. Uh, the Bills game – you know, it was up and down, but it was a pretty close game the whole game. Yes. Yeah. When when you're down 33-0 at halftime. That's just sad. Well, you have no chance. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, the whole thing is over. Let's uh, let's make sure we don't get hurt and get on to the next game. But um, the, the lesson from the Vikings-Colts game, I think the low-hanging fruit for a lot of people would be never give up, don't ever give up. 
and and I think that's pretty abundantly obvious to see. Um, for me, the the underrated um, situation in that game that led to a Vikings victory is the level of panic the Indianapolis Colts just played. I mean, they just could not stop shaking in their cleats. They yes. were, you know, yeah. one, once we started rolling, they just, I could just feel it from U.S. Bank Stadium. And I put my binoculars on their bench and you got guys talking to each other real fast and everything. And, you know, the, the lesson there is don't have anxiety. I mean, if, you, um, if you're of the Bible, Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven, you're not to be anxious. Instead, give thanksgiving and supplication to the Lord. That um, that could have been a common thread on their sideline to pull the anxiety <laughs> away and give thanksgiving for A, the fact that you're in the NFL, but B, we, we still are winning the game, guys. Yes. Okay? Yeah, it may not be by 33, a... but we're still winning. Let's stop freaking out and figure out how to win. And I think, I think they should have probably went to that way of thought. Like, obviously, when it was 22 or 21 to 33, that's when I was like, okay. Yeah, here we two go. Two touchdowns. We got this. Mm -hmm. Like, this might happen. Hmm. This might actually Crazy. work. Yeah. And once that happened, yeah. that's, that's when the Colts thought, too, and maybe their yeah. fan base, that um, – that we might we might have just won the largest comeback. What what made it even more difficult now that I think about it is I believe we had the ball to start the second half and went three and out. So it's like, oh, this is great. We're getting killed. Everybody was mad at halftime. All right, let's go. Let's 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 rally the troops and uh, and get a score here. And then we go three and out. They get the ball back. I mean, it was that's one of the most amazing games that ever I've ever been part of uh, in my life. And it typified a season where when we talk about pressure or panic, you know, for all of the pressure related moments in 2021, the Minnesota Vikings couldn't handle, they handled them all for the most part in 2022. Yes. Yes. And, you know, it was now, so moving forward, you know, so it's a good team with a good offense. And clearly, you know, there, there were two things that took place through 17 games. They either were incredibly close and we won almost all of them, or we lost. Or we got killed. I yeah. mean, we didn't lose. It's like the Philadelphia game, the Dallas game. Well, they were awful. And and we just, like in the second quarter, I knew we weren't going to win because Dallas and Philadelphia are better than Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. So becoming more of an even, you know, kind of an even-natured, yes. even-keeled yeah. team, I, I would believe that's a goal of Kevin O'Connell's this year. Yeah. yeah. I think, just say you take a team that, like, say the Chiefs, they had a 12-5 and record in 2021. But they, but they still made the championship game. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is there. Travis Kelsey's there. But just when they lose, they lose because it's a heartbreak, yeah. or like it's because mm -hmm. it's not because of their yeah. lack of skill. Yeah. Yep. Well, it, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. That that's a different. Uh, that's a tough explanation. You know, when it comes to like comparing what they do and like what the Minnesota Vikings do. Because when your head coach is Andy Reid and your quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, you care about the regular season games, but you're not as wound up about them as the Vikings are. Yeah. You just know yeah. that their conversation can be truncated or shortened seriously just like this. If we have Patrick Mahomes, if we have Travis Kelsey, and if we have defensive lineman Chris Jones, we can do whatever we want. and you let us in the playoffs, yeah. you're yeah. in trouble. 
And, and that's, you know, to have three like that makes you immortality. Now, Cousins is a quarterback with whom you can win, but he's not on the Mahomes level, nor are many. Jefferson is in that conversation. Yes. If yeah. you have Justin Jefferson and ding, 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 you can win. Question is, would TJ Hawkinson be in there? At this stage, I would say no until we and he do more. Yes. Left tackle Christian Darasaw, I think, is going to be in that conversation. Um, and then we got the draft coming up, you know, where maybe we draft somebody who uh, is one of those Super Bowl type players. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just um, obviously there's a lot of, to wrap up this question, there's a lot of great moments, but, and then also there's a lot of, the players that make those things happen, hmm. is it because they can just run a 40-yard dash in four and a half seconds, mm. or is it because they have grit, mm. they are they are a good team yeah. that can like lean on each other when they need to, a big play and they right. need to come back? I just think that's what makes it is when there's like when there's something else besides oh we're the best we're the best players on this. Right. On the football field at right. this moment. So we're gonna win. Well yeah. when you're when when you're when you're playing for yourself, uh over the totality of a season, it plays itself out. Um and we've had a lot of players here for a lot of years who who would personify that. And, you know, honestly, we never really went far. One year we got to the uh couple of years we got to the NFC title game, but you know, we had players who really were about themselves more than the team. That's not the case with this team. And when Kevin O'Connell and uh, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa and, and their staffs came in, the spirit in the building was markedly different oh, yeah. than yeah. it was oh, the yeah. year before. And I'm talking about the practice facility. I mean, you know, TCO Performance Center over in Egan, man, it, you know, I didn't go over there much in 2021 because I just didn't like it. And I just did not like the feel. I did not like things I was hearing. I, you know, I, I wasn't able to go in the locker room for two years because of the pandemic. Uh, but now it's open and I can go in and I chose not to uh, because it's, you know, when, when you do this as a profession like I do and I, I want them to win, don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, this is also my job. And and so therefore, being a 57 year old man, I don't feel I put myself in a situation where there's backbiting and people are ripping each other. And it's just not the type of talk or group I want to be around. Yeah. A lot of that changed this year. I mean, when you get when you get 53, 20 some odd year olds together, it ain't going to work out perfectly exactly <laughs> yeah. the way this yeah. old man wants it to work out. But to a man, whether it's you know, prayer in the hallway, prayer in the locker room, prayer at practice, um, fellowship on the road or at home nights before games or prayer on the sideline, the spirit in the building last year was the most palpable and thick and rich that I can remember in my 21 years. And I think, and I think just watching the, the post game, like locker room, like celebration. Oh, that's the best. That was O'Connell like, was great with those. Yes. Yeah. That was just like the, the most prime example yeah. of the energy yeah. and right. the, like the, the team bonding of right. the Vikings. But see, but when you watch those moving forward, or if you go back and watch them, watching O'Connell go back and forth and, just with his childlike exuberance yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I really, really like him and and really enjoy getting to know him better. Uh, but look at the players and the equipment staff and the ownership group. Look at the ancillary people and how dialed in they are. 
that is unification of a team. And, you know, the teams that win the Super Bowls have to have at least three of the Patrick Mahomes, Travis yes. Kelsey, or Chris Jones. Yeah. But you have to have more than that in the ultimate team game because in 11 on 11 activities, specifically football, just to get a first down, A has to get to B, has to get to C, has to get to D, and so on, where it's not like it's the NBA and, you know, I'm going to take Damian Lillard and isolate him with 45 seconds to go. I'm going to get a pick. He's going to step back and hit a 28-foot three-pointer. We win. The National Hockey League, hockey is the ultimate team game. Major League Baseball, if you have Shohei Otani or the right pitcher, you're going to be really tough to beat. Yeah, yeah. So that's one person. So that's what makes football so special. It's weekly. It's emotional. It's a, it's a collective group making one thing happen. And it's just fantastic. I really enjoy the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to wrap this segment up here. Good job, boys. Uh, <laughs> I think just everyone who is on that team, maybe on the starting lineup, or just everyone who's on that 53 – they're special, and it's just all Kevin O'Connell and Kwesi driving that mm-hmm. and making it what they want it to be. And Kevin, has he has great morals. He's just a great guy. Right. And I think he's going to be a Minnesota Vikings coach for a very long time. He's I hope a lot so. Of, he has a lot of football left in him. Yeah. yeah. I hope nothing – like, I hope we don't just, like, do horrible and you can't get anything going. I right. hope that never happens. Yeah. I think uh-huh. it's just – I think it's just amazing, like what what he gave Minnesota Vikings fans, no doubt, for at least a year yeah. having the thirteen and four. Well, I mean, there was an amazing amount of happiness, as I said, but fairly, um, it does need to be mentioned that you know we did win thirteen of eighteen games. So when you're winning games, that breeds happiness. Now, what was eye opening to me and very impressive is, you know, again, I've been around this team a long time. So I've been around a bunch of different head coaches and I've been around a bunch of different blowouts. It's when you get blown out or when you lose a game. That shows who you really are. Well, and these coaches are tired. You know, they're working 100 hours a week. And then Monday morning, they're all there at 5.35 in the morning. They're going till 10 or 11 at night. And then same thing Tuesday, a very important prep day. Um, Well, attitudes and moods change and, and really who they are or who players are reveal it will reveal itself after a loss and after we got beaten by philly and after we got whooped by dallas i was very impressed because i do a weekly um a tv interview with kevin on a tuesday and he's tired um very impressed how how he stayed the course and how he recognized because arrogance and ego and greed run rampant in the national football league. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well with Kevin, you know, Kevin, it was clear to me that Kevin would roll into the Vikings entertainment network on a Tuesday after we lost or we got injuries and things are dicey and Kevin recognizes probably there are better things I can be doing now. I'm tired. I don't necessarily, maybe I don't want to be here, but these seven people in this room, they got jobs to do too. So I'm going to give them my best. Yeah. And that is the te- that that's the true testament uh, of a professional and of somebody who thinks of others more than they do themselves. Here comes the Skull Football Talk Show, and your host is Elite Football Mind, Luke. 
Schwant. That was the voice of the Minnesota Vikings, Paul Allen. I'm here with my co-host, Tristan Wiskowski. Today we are going to be talking about Aaron Rodgers, who as of this recording has not yet been traded, but there are a lot of rumors swirling that, that he will be traded, most likely to the Jets. And so let's just get into this. What is your take, Paul? Uh, thanks for having me and uh, excellent setup for the whole situation. Um, Aaron has the opportunity to say no to a trade, which means he could really put Green Bay in a bind. It's cool. interesting. The Jets have uh, recently cleared $15 million in salary cap wow. money. Uh, and they've done that, I believe, to make room for Aaron. Uh, but thirdly, he can retire. And uh, Aaron, Aaron is a wild card. You know, you just never really know what he's thinking. I would guess that he's going to go to the New York Jets, which, you know, as a Vikings fan, and and given Aaron is a Hall of Fame type guy, I think the first reaction is going to be, well, good. He's really good. We got him out of the division. Yes. Well, that's not my first reaction because things got so sour in Green Bay, whether it's between him and the coach, him and whatever, that a, a, as, as you guys saw with our 2022 Minnesota Vikings season, when you get a breath of fresh air and people who believe in you and people who are not constantly tearing you down and instead empowering you, that's what the Green Bay situation is going to be like. I mean, Jordan Love, if he's the quarterback, he ain't as good as Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and I don't think he'll ever be as good as Aaron Rodgers. However, let me ask you a question quickly. Is it easier to succeed at the highest level when you're breathing or you're suffocating? When you're Amen. So just be careful what you wish for uh, because this Green Bay team is going to be a different team. Oh, yeah. Yes, I, I do think that everything is kind of being set up to where Jordan Love succeeds Aaron Rodgers. And, like, obviously the Jets have expressed a lot of interest in him. They're probably willing to give a lot for him. Yep. Maybe a couple first. Yep. Maybe a player. I don't know what that one may be. It's, it's really hard to predict what a team really wants. But just, like, what they have said on social media, what, what has just been – Top been talked about. Yeah, it it really looks like they're his top option, and obviously it, it's very kind of, difficult for people who talk into microphones like me and or you guys now to identify what somebody's top option is, especially when you have that kind of cash. Yeah. I mean, he has yeah. what's known as generational money, where if you got if you're if Luke Schwantz is Aaron Rodgers, well, that means Luke Schwantz kids grandkids and great grandkids are never going to have to sweat a dollar the rest yes. of their lives. Yeah. So that gives you the flexibility to say, you know what? I'm tired of all this. I want to move on and, and just retire. Yeah. So professionally, it looks like the jets would be the top option. Yeah. I'm not ruling out retirement. I make it a long shot, but this guy's a wild card, man. Yeah. And just with what we saw like of him on social media last year, mm -hmm. He can. He has the power to drag us out as long as he can, yeah. and as long as he wants. Oh, yeah. Right. Make well, shame on him yeah. if he does that. Yeah, yeah because, because that makes him selfish, egomaniac, yeah. and a narcissist. Yeah. yeah. And there are a lot of those in the National Football League, and they're very easy to find. Oh yeah. So um, shame on him if he does that, because that's vindictive, and that means he's looking to stick it to a team that no longer wants him. And um, 
you know, biblically speaking, it says you reap what you sow. And this is not a sin to do what he's doing, but eventually it, it does all come around and you do reap what you sow. Yeah. yeah. Since you did ask about the division, uh, the, uh, the Detroit Lions are the team to beat in the division, along with us. Yeah. Uh, the Chicago Bears trading that first overall pick to Carolina. Well, insane. they got, you know, the, the Carolina Panthers, man, or excuse me, the Chicago Bears, they didn't move back that far. And they got wide receiver DJ Moore. Yes. And DJ yeah. can play. Yes. So I'm not a big Justin Fields guy. Um, I don't know him as a person. I just am wondering how good he is. Um, but these Detroit Lions, they have something going. Mm-hmm. And kind of like we've talked about before with empowering people and believing in people. And that's the case with Jared Goff in Detroit. I mean, it, yeah. it's a kick in the ego when you're playing in Los Angeles, which is glitzy Los Angeles, your fiance, wife or girlfriend, whichever she was at the time, is like a big model or singer or something in Los Angeles. And then the Los Angeles team tells you, we don't want you anymore. Go to Detroit. And you're going to Detroit. Yeah, like one so, of the worst teams at the time. Yeah, right. One of the worst places to live. Right. And yeah. then, by the way, the guy for whom you're traded, everybody in the world loves Matthew Stafford. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, you know, to. And to you're the bad guy in the situation. Well, and Matthew's going to win a Super Bowl. Yes. So yeah. that's everything you're looking at right now, Jared. So if he was a little upset or didn't want to be there and pouted, it wouldn't surprise me. But this coach, Dan Campbell, has come in galvanizing the players oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. making them believe in themselves. And just like I said with us at 13 and four, when, when you believe in yourselves, you can do anything. It, well, as a unit, yes. it carries you through turmoil. Yeah. It carries you through tumult. It carries you through problematic times. And that's why, as I said earlier with Green Bay and Aaron, if he goes to the Jets or if he retires, it, Jordan Love is not as good as him. But when everybody's liking each other and the coach feels like he can actually do his job yeah. without being usurped or for the or for you know, the, the grade you guys are in, without having what he's doing uh, superseded and or changed, well, maybe Matt LaFleur's really good. You know, I mean, I think he's good. Yeah. Regular season record's good, yeah. but Aaron yeah. had a lot to do with that. So what's the coach going to do without Aaron? There's a chance he may spread his wings and be really, really good. That's yeah. so fascinating, yeah. everything that's coming up in the NFC North, because the worst team is going to get better with draft picks and DJ Moore. Yep. The Lions are already good and should have beaten us twice this year. We're already good. And Green Bay may be going through a change that empowers the team. Yeah. So just all of this, really anyone could have the division. I don't think the Bears will have it next year. Yeah. That'll yeah. take them a year. Yeah. yeah. Like, obviously, everyone, all their receivers are pretty young besides Chase Claypool. Yeah. Um, their quarterback's really young, probably doesn't have the best leadership skills. He's a great, he's a great guy. I mean, he can we'll see. run, he can pass. Yeah, I mean, it's with quarterbacks I've learned over the years, Luke. And with rookies, it's, you know, doing the radio job at KFAN. Yeah, calling Vikings games. It's it's God bless me with a unique opportunity to work very, very, very closely with a team. Yeah. Where I watch practice, I know who's hurt, um, I know what the first 15 plays are, and they know I know. But they let me do it because they can trust me that I'm not gonna go on social media, I'm not gonna tell people. I'm I've just become very trustworthy in the latter stages of my life. Now that meshes to the radio show because they also know if they lose and I know 
that there are some, you know, bad things that went into it or whatever, that I'm not going to hammer them. You know, I'm, I'm going to bring things up and share it with the audience that they need to know about why we lost. But nevertheless, it's I'm not going to burn them. I'm not going to breach trust. So the point here is that the Vikings defense was bad last year, you know, yeah. and then talking yeah. about it on the nine to noon K-Fan show the entire year, I'm not going to lie to the listeners. Um, and if it's bad, it's bad. But there are two ways to do things here in what I do on the radio. You can either do what the majority of people do, which I think makes people look foolish and, and be like, welcome back to whatever on KFAN. The Vikings defense gave up another 425 yards and five touchdowns. These guys suck. The coordinator should be fired. Get rid of all these players and let's move on. Okay, that, that's not me. That's too harsh for me because there's so much more that goes into it than yeah. those throwing tomato cans from, from the upper deck. Yeah. Uh, well, that all has to come to pass this year with Green Bay, potentially without Rodgers, us changing the defense, Bears uh, with, with what you said, and, and, and then the Detroit Lions. But with rookies, and like I'll say on the radio show, is I'm not going to analyze, heavily analyze, judge, let's say in this context, and say somebody belongs or they don't belong until I get 25 games. And, and my listeners frequently don't like that because you know they want the knee-jerk answer right now from the announcer. But it's easy to say after four games, Justin Jefferson belongs. It's not easy after four games to say Kane Wanwu belongs. Oh, there's a kick return. That's great. He belongs as a kick returner, but can he play running back? As of right now, I'd say no. Yeah, yeah. But he hasn't had enough opportunity to say no. You know, so that's why with Justin, what you said, a very big season for Justin Fields because he's coming into that part of his career where it's, I believe it's fair for everybody to say you belong or you don't belong. And as of right now, I would lean your way that I don't trust him as a passer, but this is a big season for old Justin Fields. Yo, yeah. And I think when he has all the guys around him, when he has, when he, he'll probably obviously do a lot better. It's kind of harder. It's kind of hard to do worse than when you have a season when you get yeah. the first overall pick. But he did run for 1,100 yards. Yeah, and he yeah. You know? broke like the single game I mean, rushing record. Yeah, that, but yeah. see that, like Jalen Hurts is a really good runner. Jalen Hurts was a decent passer. Then he got A.J. Brown. Justin Fields is a really good runner. And he got D.J. Moore. He's a decent passer. And now he got D.J. Moore. Yeah. And yep. plus the draft. Yeah. So big, big, big. Well, the offensive line for the Eagles is I'm glad you oh, brought that yeah. up. You're an elite football mind because the offensive line for the Bears was terrible. And that yeah. plays into yeah. it too. It Great horrible. point. So thanks, Paul, for hey. being on the show. Right on. It was great having you. No problem. I'm looking forward to the next time we can do this. For sure. Can I call you guys Larry and Tom? <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. It's Luke and Tristan. <laughs> yeah, good to see you. Uh, so, we will, um, uh, if you have time for me, um, I would like to do this more frequently yeah. uh, around yeah. the draft maybe and get yeah. together at yeah. the racetrack in the summer or something. And okay. uh, and um, you guys do a really good job, man. And uh, I like to be part of it. So God bless you guys. Thanks for coming to my house. Uh, thanks for eating all my uh, Twizzlers. And uh, you kids have a wonderful day, all right? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Skull Football Talk Show. We'll see you in the next one.